That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 130 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall. And with me, making a sour face because of the shot we just took, which was delicious, by the way, is my co-host, Will. What's up, Roham? I am not a scotch person. Scotch is delicious. I Don't make me waste uh, shots of scotch on you. These, this is a this is not a cheap bottle, buddy. Uh, I told you not to bring me one. I know. I was going to do it anyway. Anyway, we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. Um, what you I, having? I think enjoying is an overstatement. Um <laughs> No, I mean, the, the after effect is fine. Just the taste in my mouth, and I'm not a scotch person. If that was rum, I'd be all about it. So what we're drinking is a 10-year-aged uh, uh, Glen Morangi uh, scotch, which is it's just quite nice, dude. It's, it's literally one of my favorites. It's a it's a sipping beverage. It's more of a shot yeah, beverage. Yeah, it's not a... Not really a shot beverage, but... No, that's something that, that should be, uh, you know, have a nice big uh, Death Star globe of ice in it. Yeah. And I'm also, uh, let's see, what did I have at dinner? I had some... You had two Space Dust. I had a Space Dust. Uh, I'm drinking Hot Bullet from Sierra Nevada right now. And um, I don't know, man. It's been a long week. I, I, I We're a little behind schedule tonight. We're about literally 40 minutes behind schedule. Mostly because um, I had a golf match this evening with the team. Yep. And uh, we're here. And Oh, I didn't ask you. How'd you golf? I played okay. Um, I, I salvaged a couple holes. It was tough putting on really... Slow greens in the rain. No, uh, no hail this week. No hail, but um, seriously, like I don't think I could have hit a putt harder downhill to have it come short of the hole, <laughs> which was ridiculous. But anyway, well, why didn't you have somebody hold your purse? Seriously, like I could have hit a driver through that green, and it would have st- still come up short. All right. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Will is at Admiral Griggs on Twitter. And I am at Darth Pops. Uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, any place you get your podcasts. Like us, share us, tell your friends. Please tell your friends. Please. You like your friends, so tell them the things you like. Go and give us five stars on iTunes. You can do that too, but no one does. I know, right? We have... I think iTunes is... Is, it, is iTunes dying? No, but it, I think it's become like that. That uh, thing people ask to do, but no, nobody does it? No, I just think iTunes has become that thing where it's like that's where everybody gets their content and they take it for granted so they don't rate anything or, hmm. you know, yeah. Anyway, uh, we have merch, teespring.com slash store slash usual podcast. Uh, you can get some stuff with our logos and such on it and uh, enjoy it. Some stuff from our cantina events and some stickers and some iPhone cases and stuff like that. And, of course, we have timestamps in the show notes if you're not a SOTOR fan. We don't have a ton of SOTOR, but we do have a couple things that happened um, after the last patch, after 5.8 dropped. So we'll be covering that today. And um, thanks, to everybody, in the chat room. We've had a great time through trailer time. Uh, we've been talking some smack and, and having a good time. Uh, and that's been great. Well, I've been talking smack. You've just basically been taking it. Inaccurate. So, but anyway... Um, I want to give a little love to our Patreon peeps. Um, thank you, everybody who does contribute to this show. We do have one of our drinking buddies in the chat room, Mr. Do Are we saying his name? Yeah, I'm saying it. It's Eddie. Eddie. It's him. He's there. He'll be on the show soon. I, I've been slow, slow burn. Slow burn? I'm working on it. <laughs> Is that his new nickname? Slow burn. 
<laughs> slow burn Eddie. No, Eddie Slow Burn something. Um, you gotta give him a cool Eddie, last Eddie name. Slow Burn. All right, whatever. I mean, I think you. <laughs> I think you could have put a little more work into Eddie it. Says, what's up? Oh Lord. Okay. Uh, anywho, so yeah, so thanks for our drinking buddies to Eddie and of course Mr. John Skeen. Um, I did put an article in here in the beginning of the show, which is weird. Sun King Brewing Company um, unveils new details on craft distillery in their tap room. Uh, this is something that um, we did. Do we talk about it last week? He, he mentioned it during trailer time last week. Yeah. And so he sent us a link. So I put a link in the show notes to that. If you uh, tuned in last time and you were talking and, you know, you were privy to that conversation. Is um, they can have scotch. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, man. Uh, so. Uh, do you have anything else housekeeping wise or should we just get to it? No, I think that's basically it. You literally have one job. Besides uh, sitting there and saying things. And looking pretty. Mm. Looking damn sexy. Can you not talk through this bumper this time? Because I'm going to play the bumper. You ready? Go ahead. Start it. I'm ready. Do you want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. So, um, community shoutouts, man. I, this is a huge, huge community shout out. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Are you, though? I am. Did you look at the show notes? I did not. You ready? I'm ready. Remember Extra Life? The whole thing we do every year? Oh, I heard about this. Right? Awesome. So Extra Life 2017, which we were a part of through the guild. Right. Um, we raise money. We we play games, big help bonus, kids. Big bonus shout out here to the uh, Unholy Alliance Guild. Yeah, this is a big deal. Uh, Extra Life overall raised $11,124,217. Now, the crazy thing about this, man, is... is that I was responsible for... 40 bucks of that. You killed it. So but what I, what I want to put out there is that every little bit, even your $40 and a little bit, I think I raised a few hundred, but the idea behind it is that that many gamers got together for a cause and through the course of a year for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, we raised almost, you know, a little over $11 million. That's so awesome. And and when I throw this out there to like, you know, my friends and family and stuff, it's like, I'm gaming for money, you know, to to raise money. And they're like... Oh, you're just playing video games for 12 hours. It's yeah, like $11 million. Yeah. Later. Well, here we are $11 million later. Right. And what's awesome about it is it's, it's not like it just goes like to a nationwide fund. It specifically goes to the yeah. hospital of your choice. Exactly. And we're all raising money for our hospitals of choice all throughout, um, the country. And it's, it's a, it's, it's a great cause. So, and, I mean, and like for me personally, I mean, I, I live in Northern California. I grew up in Southern California. I could easily choose any of the children's hospitals here, but I choose the one in Seattle. Um, because you remember the, the whole thing with my sister yeah. had a, an mm-hmm. issue with, uh, with her daughter mm-hmm. and, uh, that was all handled by children's hospital in Seattle. Yeah. And, and so the reason I'm bringing this up is when we start talking about extra life again, um, in a, in a few months yeah, and we start the, the mid season one is May, I think. Right? Yeah. I think, uh, and in, in a couple of months we'll do the mid season one and then we'll do the, the big push in, was it November? November. Um, November usually. Yeah. And so uh, when we start talking about this stuff, support any, you know, if there are any gamers that are part of this, um, I'm not telling you have to give them the, your money, but support them, share what they're doing. Um, so that that money can come in. This is the most that they've ever yeah, Made. absolutely. And, it, you know, please uh, message us or tweet us or, you know, if you know us personally, talk to us. Um, if you guys are interested, I could come up with a T-shirt for 
uh, the usual podcast to, to celebrate uh, Extra Life and all proceeds that we do this year from that. Um, I mean, all, all uh, profits from it will go towards uh, Extra Life. Yeah, absolutely, dude. So that's enough about that. But honestly, I just I'm proud of our guild. I'm proud of gamers out there. Um, you know, people say you can't, you know, gaming is a waste of time. It's clearly not. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely. Clearly not. So we can game, dude. Speaking of wasting time, what did you do this week? Um, <laughs> well, I did the patch actually on release date, which was kind of a big deal for me. I haven't, yeah. I haven't been that on the ball with it in a while. Um, I haven't had a chance to play the new content yet, but this last weekend I spent uh, a couple hours in and I did some CXP grinding. Um, I think I, I jumped five levels. Um, so uh, I think I'm in the 160s. Nice. It could be 130s. I just don't remember. It's fine. Um, but it's a big I'm, difference, but yeah, it's fine. Well, no, but I'm getting up there, <laughs> and so it's nice. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I'm I'm enjoying it for sure, man. I mean, it's still it's a great game. Yeah, and we um uh, we did what's an ops group on Friday, and we tried Temple of Sacrifice, and oh, cool. we I think we got to third boss. Um, we hit a we hit a bit of a wall there. Um, it took us a little while to get going, but honestly, man, um, I was bummed because the week before we didn't have enough people to play. I remember. So I I I don't know. We had plenty of people this last time. There was a lot of conflicts before, but. Uh, really what I want to put out there is if you are interested in ops and you're listening to this um, and you want to hang out with some people that aren't going to be mad at you if you screw up or something. Yeah, they're not going to bust your balls. And we are basically sitting around drinking beverages and, and having a good time. Uh, tune in to my stream um, or just jump into the guild, ask for a guild invite, um, see the website on holyalliances.org. Um, and check us out. It was a lot of fun. Um, and we got, we, you know, even when we hit a wall, we had a great time. Absolutely. You know? Because it's all about, you know, the, the talking in the chat. Yeah. And, and, and we have some really good people in our, in our group. Absolutely. Um, and we, we've been, you know, very fortunate to be, to meet some of them in person. We've been friends just, with them for years. Absolutely. So, um, and so new conquest, uh, I kind of, so what I did was over the weekend, I revisited conquest for my personal goal and I, and I was working on that. And then because I knew the new conquest was coming and since it's happened, um, I'll talk more about this later. And I tried it out. Um, I don't know. I think what we're going to talk about later, I might contribute to, but I was, I wasn't, I'm not bummed about the new conquest. I just think that it's, it wasn't quite what you expected. I was hoping it would be a lot, um, forgiving is not the right word. I was hoping it would be a little more, um, lucrative and less grindy gotcha. for an individual do you know what i'm saying yeah, like i got you i mean but the, the whole concept of a of a conquest is really a grind it is a grind but before it didn't feel like as grindy because there was i feel like there were more options and they were worth more and like yep, right yeah, now i, I feel like there's that. less options and they're worth less that's kind of how i feel okay and granted i haven't spent a lot of time on it but um that's kind of what i'm going to talk about later anyway i'll so. tell you what i'm going to try playing uh some uh this weekend and cool. we can definitely talk uh, i'll be able to talk more about it next week all right so let's jump into the patch notes real quick uh i'm not going to go through all of them obviously we've talked about them before um so 5.8 dropped um seemed to be relatively you know no massive bugs or exploits which is kind of nice good um isaac's the new boss is there uh, they did the conquest conquest revamp, which we'll talk about. Um, returning companions, um, Ashara Zavros, who I actually because I'm an Inquisitor, right. my main, I got her. That was kind of a neat thing. Nice. Um, and the conversation was actually, although short, kind of cool. It was nice to hear her voice again. Um, and 
the reason that kind of spurred me on to try to do the conquest thing was I wanted to buy the the compendium thing right. so that I could boost her up to 50 because I wanted to hang out with her again, right? Yeah. right? Because I rekindled my romance, bro. Aww. I rekindled my romance. It was nice. I think I'm going to upset some people. And I think um, I may or may not have had a romance with someone else, but I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Um, but I hit a bit of a wall on that. And I think I'm close, but we'll see. Um, but Ashar is back. Um, if you are an Imperial agent, Vector is back as well, which I'm actually on my Mr. DPS tune. Mr. Hivemind yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think uh, my DPS and CXP grinding, I think I'm through coffee and stuff. I'll be able to to get him again, which I like Vector. He was cool. Yeah, well, my main is is the sniper, and so yeah. I've already gone through all that content. So look, I'll I'll get him back. And I, you know, I kind of liked him uh, once he was the hive mind, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I always dug his black eyes. Exactly, I like black guys too. So, um, <laughs> so then uh, okay, it sounded like you said you like black guys. I did. It was a joke because I'm a black guy, and it was funny. I just I I thought I mean. You blew it because you, you drew attention to it. This is a blooper. I did. I, I totally ruined it. I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know, I've, I've been with you for almost almost 19 oh, years here now. Here we go. I know. It's ridiculous. I, I obviously like black guys. We're going on our second decade, my friend. All right. So. Uh, third. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into our third. Can we move on? Companion romances. Uh, Arkin is back, of course. So if you want to romance somebody I brutally murdered earlier on, that's fine. <laughs> um. There is an Isaac's event, which we've talked about as well. Um, that is, if you beat it, excuse me, on the insane difficulty that's there, you'll get a legacy-based reward and a title and such with 5.9 drops. Seriously, insanely hard. From- no, it's, it's stupid. No, I mean, there's no way we're doing it. No. Um, there's like 10 people in the world that would get that, <laughs> that title. So there's some bug fixes and some other stuff. The conquest changes, like I said. Um, and let's see. I'm going to jump down here. All this is conquest stuff. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, let's see. Oh, I thought this was interesting. Um, oh, I didn't see this. A vendor selling a special Isaac's decoration has been added to the game. The vendor will only appear for players who have earned an achievement for defeating Isaac's on any difficulty. That's kind of cool. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, if that's the case, why don't they just have it as a drop the first time you beat it? No, well, here we are. So, uh, and under items and economies, speaking of drops, um, to assist in combating credit inflation, this is like my favorite line they've ever said, the Galactic Trade Network's tax rate has been increased to 8% from 6. We got, hey, we got tax increases. I know, isn't that funny? Gosh, uh, are they going to be bringing the Trade Federation in sometime soon? God, I hope so. I hope that the trade negotiations don't go well. And then we have to solve that problem. <laughs> With aggressive negotiations. Uh, uh, aggressive negotiations are the only way to solve any trade dispute, right? Absolutely. Here we are. Uh, so <laughs> I just thought that was pretty funny. Uh, and then that's pretty much it. Um, there's some other stuff in there, but I'm not going to bother with that. Uh, patch notes aside, Conquest Rewards. Uh, this is a quick little deal. It's basically saying because of the revamp, they probably won't get you probably won't get your Congress rewards for the week before that. Um, and they're hoping to get that to them at some point. They're going to, this will happen similar to the mass grant they did previously. So they'll, they'll work on that. Uh, what else we got? Oh, double XP and CXP are back. Are you kidding me right now? 
I was seeing how long it took you to notice. For those of you watching, I was pretending to be asleep at the bottom of an elevator. I'm actually excited about the XP and double CXP. I'm, uh, um, especially if I play this weekend, I'm going to be enjoying that. Yeah, I took advantage of it a bit. Um, I got, I, I advanced quite a few CXP levels and the little things I did in the last couple of days. So that's good. Perfect. Um, and then what else do we have? Um, there's a weird thing where doing the Balmora, uh, Heroic 2 will grant an Ilum Conquest goal as finished. <laughs> and I think this has been around for a while, actually. That's and interesting. they're not labeling. And the reason I put this in here, not only is it funny, but they didn't, la- they're not labeling it as an exploit, first of all, right. because it's something that's been around. They're planning to fix soon, but also like it's just, it's just what it is. <laughs> so. Funny. If you do a Balmora Heroic 2 and you get your conquest goal on Ilum, you're welcome. More power to you. Yeah. Uh, and then there's an issue with... Let me open this up. Oh my gosh. Are there issues with solo ranked uh, PvP? Indeed. So it looks like they're looking at the solo ranked mission rewards. It looks like the changes that they made to the rewards in 5.7 reverted. So they're not currently giving their intended reward. Um, so hopefully there'll be an update on that soon. Okay, cool. So that's fun. And conquest feedback and upcoming changes. So this goes into um, the fact that nobody likes the new conquest. Yeah, everybody hates it. Oh my god, it's the worst. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I don't even know. So they ha- they open up this thread, and I was like, well, let me check out this thread. Did, so I, did they name the the thread can of worms? You might as well have. So it's called conquest feedback and upcoming changes. And they're like, oh, put all your feedback here. And most of the people were like. Can you just change it back to what it was? Can you please change it back to the stuff we were bitching about for three years? Well, that's but but the thing is, it's not. Most people weren't comp- complaining about the way Conquest was. No, they were just complaining the fact that it was. Yeah, they weren't getting the rewards right. and stuff, and that was a problem. But I feel like now, and I'm 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 not in the camp fully about like put it back the way it was because I like the interface, and that seems to be across the board. People like the interface. And this is our discussion. Well, topic. are these the same people that are still arguing to go back to the, the old Facebook wall? <laughs> or the old Snapchat? Old Snapchat. Um, so, uh, look, man, I, I, I'm I in the camp. The interface is great. I like I like the way it flows. Uh, I like being able to see um, you can sort things, like buy things completed and how much they're worth and all that kind of stuff. My issue is that, and and there's some other people out there, I just feel like nothing is worth anything. It takes okay. and like for as a solo player because I'm not talking about it's, guild. You're saying it's even more grindy. Yeah, I'm not talking about solos. I'm not talking about guild stuff. Okay. As far as solo play goes, I had a really hard time figuring out what I was going to do. I feel like there were less options, and they weren't worth a lot. Less repeatable stuff, right? Um, stuff like that, and uh, I found myself kind of. I I spent some money on the GTN so I can make some, um, you know, um. What do you call them? Invasion forces right, and all that kind of stuff. Right. But uh, uh, what frustrated me is that I'm still short of my goal. And from what I can see from the thread, a lot of that stuff, it's not, it's locked to legacy. So it's very, it's not very alt friendly, this new interface gotcha. either. So like if I do it on this tune, I can't jump over my other tune and do all the same things. You know what I mean? You know, it's, it's funny because whenever I did want to do the old conquest, right? Because the, 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 uh, the gear, the um, crafting was all repeatable, right? Right, right. I mean, even though it didn't give you a ton, it was repeatable, right? So, I mean, and I always had tons of the mats. And so, if I did want to do it, I'd jump in and send all, all uh, six or eight of my companions off and do five each. And, right. you know, do it that way. 
Exactly. And so um, they're asking for the feedback to keep coming. Um, I'm going to bring up just – I'm not going to talk about this this week. Um, only in that I haven't had time to kind of dive through it all. This got posted basically by the time I worked on the show, went to the golf tournament, came back. We went to dinner and came back, and I'm like, oh, crap. Like this whole thing I have to digest. Right. I'm not going to go through it all, but what I do want to put out there is that there is a thread – Okay, going right now, and it is called Conquest. I mean, it's part of the same thread, and it says um, they they list their goals, some of the areas they were aiming to address. They talk about our feedback, um, the mission objectives that changed, um, objective points that are too low, and that kind of thing. So, I'm really what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> oh my God, there's a lot of them. Crafting changes too harsh, large yield. So they basically. These are the points that people brought up and they're countering. So the only one I'm going to focus on is objective points too low. So I just want to talk about this one and we'll come back next week with the rest. Does that sound good? Sounds like a plan. So it says with the rebalance uh, conquest objectives, there's a general sense that completing your personal conquest takes too long and by proxy guild invasions as well. Their plan, they're going to lower the personal conquest target of 15,000 per week down from 20. They're also going to adjust the planetary yield targets to be, um, and this is for the guilds. Obviously, the small is now two hundred thousand down from four sixty. Um, you well, know, that's a big drop. Yeah, five fifty down from thirteen eighty, meaning one million three hundred eighty thousand. Um, and this will happen in our next patch, which they're saying possibly next week. Okay. So they're going to be. So they're working. And look, guys, and this is the thing that that I love about these guys is that as much flack as we give them. They're still responsive. They sat there for what was today Thursday. They sat there for two days and watched all the feedback come in, and they're like, "All right, what can we do?" Exactly. And in the next patch, which theoretically could be Tuesday, uh, they'll they'll address some of what people are complaining about. And exactly. I think and I think that's all we can really ask for. You know, that's really all you can ask for. Yeah. So anyway, man, um, I don't want to belabor the point here, but uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> Anything else while you're yawning into my microphone? Seriously, that that scotch is really knocking me on my ass. I'm a lightweight. I am. God, disappointed doesn't even scratch the surface. Sorry. Uh, no, I, I don't. Even <laughs> no, disappointing you. I know. Oh, good. I was so, I was so kinda, we're on the same. I was kind of skipping past that. We're on the same pagina. That's page in Spanish. You're looking at me sideways. I don't Anywho. know. Anywho. <laughs> Um, no, I don't have anything. Less. I, I'm I'm excited to jump on the game this week and uh, jump try it out on for it. My, jump jump on, on it, jump and try it out for myself, mm. and uh, and then we'll talk about it next week. Cool, man. Star Wars time. I'm taking that as a yes. Hit start. Go ahead. I was raised to do one thing, but I've got nothing to fight for. All right. Well, here we are. Star Wars time, dude. What do we got this week? We got lots of stuff. Yeah. Well, not a ton, um, but. um, I said we have lots of stuff. No, we don't have a lot. Okay. Continue. Well, you're the one that put this first one in. Oh, crap. Uh, So there was one quote from this I I wanted to pull out of here. And. The headline is Mark Hamill says playing Luke Skywalker is much more enjoyable now than the original trilogy. And you can see that. 
right? Yeah, well, I mean, when you're when you're making the original trilogy and you're 18 to 25 years old, you're not going to relish the experience and understand the gravity of what you're doing. Right. Uh, you're just basically living by the seat of your pants at that time in your life. Yeah. Uh, but now, you know, 30 to 40 years later, uh, especially after the career that he's had, you can definitely you know understand it and grasp it a lot better. Indeed. And, and so he says, I had a beginning, a middle, and an end with this thing. I didn't think... That even if they went on and did new films, they'd ask us to come back. Um, this is him talking about the original trilogy. He says, it's, it's so much more enjoyable now because you have a little perspective. When you're in your twenties, it was my first film and it was like, they're all going to be like this, you know? <laughs> um, and then he says, uh, I think the most gratifying thing, uh, it generated aspect. Sorry. I think the most gratifying thing it generated aspect. Uh, the original fans have grown up. They're sharing them with their children and they're timeless in a way. And well, I mean, hey, you talk about your daughters all the time, all the time. And, and I, and honestly, man, my kids know Luke Skywalker. We watched the original trilogy, you know, we've watched now. Um, and actually now that we're talking about it, I actually recently watched the last Jedi again. Right. And with my kids, uh, uh, uh on sunday night and it was it was great they they were there they they got it um there was a couple points where like okay we had to explain a couple things for my youngest daughter who's six but they love leia they love luke they love finn you know um they liked rose i mean it was just it was just it was just really um it was really a lot of fun sitting there watching with them yeah you, you know? know and honestly i think they're kind of or live at the right time, whereas the 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 original trilogy, what's up, Brad? Um, didn't openly really talk about like the concepts of race or right. diversity or anything like that. The prequel trilogy was like in your face, right? Racist in some ways, but there's also but like these are like you know they're they're able to see. I mean, seriously, as as mixed race children, yeah, they're able to see themselves up on screen finally absolutely and so um i think one of the parts uh that kind of stood out for them too they like actually which is counter to what the fan base likes the canto bite stuff right but the fact that they freed the animals and like that kind of stuff really resonated with them absolutely you know what i mean and i think that's i think that's a big deal like the star wars fans like oh just hit us over the head with freeing animals it's like yeah but free animals like like actually fight for a cause, like actually do a thing and stand up for what's right. And and my kids, they they got that, and I thought that well, was kind of what cool. I think. In, and honestly, we didn't talk about this at all when we when we were reviewing the film. Is when you think about it in that context, concept, uh, context, that context. Um, in that in that Finn and uh, Finn and Rose had this over uh, overwhelming uh, objective. Yeah. Right, but it doesn't dissuade them from the fact that they can make smaller changes yeah in the right so it, it's it's a good idea of not getting so tunnel visioned on your your ultimate goal that you right. ignore the data you forget the bigger stuff and and what i thought was actually kind of interesting because they do tie it all in the kids they interact with and the kids at the end but one of the things um finn says something about um i'm trying to remember he said something about um freeing freeing something or doing something like and and you're right it's it's this it's this idea of like we have all this at stake but like oh it had something to do with the people that that are gambling at the spot and he's and he makes some comment i can't remember what he says but it's more like now i feel better knowing that 
these people have been affected by this. You right. know what I mean? Like they're going to hurt. Like they're all rich, but they're going to hurt somehow because of what we did. And I think exactly. that's super important, you know? And that's obviously talking about the wealth gap. And, yeah, and that's exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think Red has a problem. Red um, is in the chat room. What's up, buddy? He's got a, a, a man crush on Finn. Mm. <laughs> who doesn't, by the way? I'm with you. So does my youngest daughter. Poe definitely does. Zoe's. Zoe's in. Nice. <laughs> All right, man. Um, yeah, we, we have just a couple of little bits of, of, I mean, we're in that kind of, um, yeah, we're in a lull. Well, we're in a lull because we have the new, a new movie coming out next month and, uh, well in two months and, uh, still don't have a trailer. Sorry. Continue. Well, we've had a, two teasers. We don't have a full trailer yet. Two months out. Why don't you cry about it? And, uh, it's significant. Continue. And, uh, I brought a plastic. That's what I'm saying. I know. And we, so we're, we're two months out. So, I mean, and they don't want to spoil too much about it. And so we're getting these little stories, especially, uh, in response to the Blu-ray release of, of Last Jedi. Right. So we talked about last week how they're doing a score only version, um, for The Last Jedi. And Mar, and, um, Ryan Johnson came out and said it confirms a detail that, uh, John Williams has actually purposely done I mean, you have the the initial fanfare that everybody knows, um, but he actually tweaks it a little bit for each individual movie. Does he? Um, okay. Like, it might be a little brighter in one one, or it might be darker in another, and, like, just the use of different instruments or whatever, but it's always the same melody. Huh. That's but interesting. But different nuances to it. Yeah. And he says that you can definitely hear the strength of why Williams is always nominated for Oscars when you watch it with just the score. Just the score. Yeah. Well, I mean, he brings so much to these movies, man. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Um, so Frank Oz made a comment this week. He, this is a, about the possibility of a, of a Yoda standalone movie. There's no news about it. But he said that if they do do a Yoda standalone movie, it has to be CGI like they did in the prequels. Yeah. Um, because he said he, he will um, um, rehearse for a week just to get one line of dialogue yeah. as a puppeteer. Right, right. Um, it's just so hard. So to do a full length movie, it would be. I mean, it'd be hundreds of hours. Exactly. It would yeah. be in his age, it'd be incredibly difficult. And and Eddie, you're right. He is the best. But the problem is with puppeteering and and just to bridge the gap to, between some of the other stuff that I listen to and and content I engage in, the writing excuses people. One of the people on that podcast is a puppeteer. Oh, and a writer. Right. And she'll bring it's her pu- work. Yeah, she'll bring her puppeteering background. This is Mary uh, Robinette Koal. She'll bring her uh, puppeteering background into into the conversations a lot, and it's always relevant. And and a lot of it has to do with the fact like it's not like you can just do a thing. It's like you you it it, it takes so much time and and a knowledge of the craft to be able to execute it in the way especially for the big screen that's oh, got to yeah. be insane not only especially for the big screen but for such an intricate character yeah exactly and such an important character and with such high expectations right. and so i think um yeah i if it's not cg i mean they'll be there all day exactly like yeah so literally all day yeah i mean as far <laughs> as we know it's still not even in 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 development right alone pre-production um, but if it were, Frank Oz says that's the way it's going to have to be. Yeah, I'm with you, Red. Uh, uh, origin story for Finn would be great. But, I mean, do you think if they did a um, Yoda movie, I mean, they could, I mean, obviously they can pick, you know, they have 900 years to play with, obviously. Yeah. But um, I think they'll probably focus uh, something around, um, I, I, I'm thinking more prequels. 
Honestly, what I think would be or nice, a little before. Yeah, what I honestly think would be great would be if they took a full season of the Forces of Destiny cartoons that they do. Yeah, and do a whole uh, background on he and Mas Kanata. Yeah, I think that'd be cool uh, because you know they're both about a thousand years old. Right, and maybe they maybe they grew up together. Maybe they're in the hood together. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? Be sick. There's not a lot of information about this, but uh, for the solo movie, there is several partners, uh, advertising partners. And of course, one, I think very fittingly, had to be Solo Cups. Oh, of course. It, it, <laughs> two things about this. One, I, I love that that uh, that Lucas Marketing um, really does pick their their mark. I mean, yeah, for Force Awakens, we had a lot of makeup and stuff like that, but that really spoke to the to the female base and and, right. a, and a percentage of the of the male base. But my favorite marketing so far has been the Nissan Rogue. Yeah, for rogues, uh, for uh, rogue. Uh, no, I love that with the car. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But this is awesome. I mean, especially since right after Force Awakens came out, there was that meme of the Kylo Ren saber going through the Solo Cup. Yeah, and it says, um, "Yeah, there's there's really nothing about it outside of the fact that it says our six promotional partners for Solo: A Star Wars Story have done a fantastic job developing first class, innovative campaigns in support of the film." Um, and this is the uh, SVP Global Marketing Partnerships at Walt Disney Studios. Um, and it says, we're excited to share the compelling experiences and relevant uh, activations that our partners have created for our fans. I cannot wait to see the campaign behind Red Solo Cup. I know. I just, I mean, the, the funny thing is, it's like the quintessential thing about it is that it's red. Yeah. I mean, are they going to change the, like put a solo design on and just I mean, get rid of red? Look, they do have other colors. They have the blue and some right. other stuff, but I mean, but it's the brand. It's a solo brand. So what are they going to do? Like, I would love it <laughs> if he's trying, I don't know, maybe he's trying to sell the brand or he's trying to, um, uh, you know, sell the brand to get money or whatever. Like, I don't know. I think it'd be really interesting to see what the commercials would have, be like. Have them be in cantinas. Yeah, and and in the cantina is like, um, <laughs> what cup do you want? Uh, or you know, what drink do you want? I'll have the solo. Yeah, and it's like, and it's a solo cup. I don't know, something stupid like something that. Stupid. That was off the top of my head. I don't know. Um, but I thought that was really kind of cool. Um, oh, Eddie's got it right on the money. What do you say? You got to bring your red solo cups to the movie with you with their favorite frosty beverage. <sighs> Wait, I'm doing that anyway. I know, right? <laughs> I just may not bring a solo cup to make it obvious, but I'm doing it. Ready? Ready. Here uh, we go. Uh, ready. Are you 13? I have no idea what that was. Wow. wow. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, yeah. We all bring solo cups and they fill it with booze. There we go. Except we're in the wrong theater. I know, right? All right, uh, with the uh, the Captain Obvious quote of the week, yeah. uh, Mark Hamill has come out and claimed that Luke's Episode Nine return is all in J.J. Abrams' hands. Yeah, duh. Well, duh, but also like that means they don't they didn't have a clear plan in the Nine. That means they got to figure out Leia. That means they got to figure out Solo. Well, no, means, no, but yeah. what I'm saying is J.J. Like Ryan did his thing, and now he's like, all right, peace, I'm out. Exactly. And now JJ is going to be like, okay, what did you do in eight? Really? That's what you did in eight? Okay, now I got to figure out what am I going to do with these people? Well, Especially. Is, is Ryan probably said the same thing going after Force Awakens. Well, no, and, and I'm with you, but also, like, it's the Leia thing that gets me, I think, a little more than anything else. It's like, they, I, I honestly think, not that they should have written her out of eight because they expect her to be around for nine, but she had passed when they were still editing, right? Yes. Like, 
I, I honestly feel like they should have left her in that last part, but obviously the impact of the end would have been different and all that. Right. So I don't know, man. I, I'm I worry a little bit about what nine's gonna be like or what they're gonna do with Leia and Nine. So that's that's my big thing. Abs- Where is my voice going? I don't know, bro. But we gotta finish this. You're blowing it. Um <laughs> seriously, my voice is like disappearing. I don't know. That's that's not good. So weird. Good? All right. Better? I don't know. Okay. Um, all right, so we got to get to our talk on Rebels. What the <laughs> F is going on with my voice? <laughs> all right, man. So Rebels. Uh, if you have not watched Star Wars Rebels um, yet, uh, we did give you a, a little heads up last week that we were going to do it. All right, Red, I'm, I might not be your friend for a little bit right now because you're just saying that Rebels is the new holiday special of Star Wars. Mm. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, well, whatever. Rebels can... is good. Oh. You know, red. All right, so let's 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 jump into this. So, to pad out the show, we're gonna spend you know five six minutes maybe talking about rebels, right? And um, I I, I don't I don't necessarily. <laughs> All right, later, red. Uh, yeah, it's horrible. He said. Okay, so <laughs> but I don't care about that. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about it for a bit. Come back, red, if you want. Um. I'm not. I, I, my plan is not to spoil spoil a whole bunch, but um, but I do want to talk about a few things. Right. So let's 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 get into this. We did give you some uh, uh, heads up last week, everyone. Yeah. So we've been talking about it for two minutes without saying anything. So yeah. Exactly. If so still on. It's your fault. Here we are. All right. So what do you want to talk about first? Um, I, I think we should just basically talk about the last five episodes. Yeah. Um, after the hiatus. Um, I mean, it came back with a bang. Mm-hmm. You, you talked about. I mean, no, no pun intended there. Um, I talked about it last week, right? But you talked about how it really, See, affected, it really affected your daughters. So why don't you? Talk it about did, that? Um, and and I'll talk about this. So after the hiatus, we came back, and and I and I did I did talk about this a little bit last week. I didn't want to spoil anything, but what happened was um, we lost somebody big, and you know I'll give everybody a few seconds to get out of the chat if if if, 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 so. if if it's a spoiler thing. Um, it's all of the all over the internet, obviously, but. Three, two, one. Um, we lost Kanan in that first episode coming back. And the way we lost him, though, was it couldn't have been. I mean, when I, if I ever meet Filoni again, I might give him a hug and just be it like, beautiful. Like, you could not have sent someone that we love so much, comics, Rebels wise, and, and been attached to for what, you know, three, almost four whole seasons. Couldn't have sent him better. Um, he was saving his friends. He was blind. He uh, what a, had 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 some resolve with Hera. Yeah, well, that's what I actually loved about it is that they really set it up throughout the whole tenth season. Mm. Um, that they were really kind of giving the whole physical contract of their relationship some weight. Yeah. Um, and you could tell like they had that connection going, and then right before he goes, you you see his his eyes come back. And I thought that was really powerful, like the fact yeah. that he was able to look at her. Um, well, she was trying to save him, and he physically stopped her. Right, but like, there's this. So, and and I'll talk about this again when we talk about the finale. Is the idea of him holding off multiple things? Right. He's he's basically has a hand in the air, saying, "Stay back to his friends." Right. There's this going on over here, right. and then. He's staving off an entire explosion so that his friends can get away. Um, 
I, I haven't rewatched it because I'm afraid to, but I really want to. Exactly. Um, my daughter afterwards, um, after that moment when he left, when he was gone, um, she, you know, she was sitting between me and my wife, my oldest daughter. This is my nine year old, uh, newly nine year old. She said, uh, I don't want to watch this anymore and was crying. Yeah. And I feel like I, 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 I obviously am upset that she was crying, but. And I, going into it, I had no idea that was going to happen. And my wife looked at me when we were watching those la- that last episode, and she's like, have you looked done your research on this? Is anybody going to die? I said, as far as I know, no. But what was important about that is the fact that she is crying means that the show had impact, yep. and it was well-written, and that it meant something. Absolutely. We were all invested in this. We've been watching this for years, and the fact that when well, we I mean, lose somebody honestly, like Kanan, it's been, a huge she's deal. She's been watching for half of her life. She has been. And the fact that we've been watching this show yeah. since she was, was she nine, since she was five. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, this is a big deal. And losing Kanan was a big deal to her. And that, to me, not that I wanted to see her upset, but the reaction the means a lot. The yeah. weight yes. that comes along with that. So, um, to me, that episode was was brilliantly done. Um, what a way to to end a hiatus. Um, and then so then we get into the rest of it. So Yeah, well, the, the next important thing we have to talk about is the introduction of, I mean, it, I read some articles about this. It's not really time travel. It's more like time windows. Yes. And, um, and not everybody has access to it. Right. So, um, but what it is, is if you remember the end of the second season, we got no closure on what happens with Ahsoka and mm-hmm. Darth Vader. I mean, we know that Darth Vader obviously survives, but we don't know if Ahsoka dies or whatever. We find out at this point that she did die in that timeline. Right. But in these windows, um, what, what I think this, be, besides Ahsoka, what this really talks about Ezra is that he's in these windows and he, he acts rashly mm-hmm. and saves her and pulls her out through the window, the time window. And so Ahsoka is now alive again. Well, theoretically, I mean, technically. Well, that's how she was. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, she never died because he had pulled her out. Right, and yeah, yeah. It's the whole time time travel thing. Um, but when he sees, he starts running for for Kanan's window. And when he gets there, Ahsoka talks to him. And you could tell Ahsoka kind of became that mentor. Role. Yeah. And it's like, look, this is not. It's not something you want to keep doing. Right. It's not something you should do even. Right. right. Because if he does do that, then he was on that ship. He would have died. So could he? Right. It, it, it's a whole paradox thing. Um, But it, it shows that he's willing to understand that the force, he's not gone. He's in the force. Yeah. And, and I think um, at the end of the season and, and the, and the next episodes after that were great. Um, I love the, all the cameos, people coming back. Yep. Um, it was really about Lothal. Yeah, the whole thing. And and I'm glad they came. They brought it back to Lothal because that's where everything started with Wedge, Rebels. Yeah, Wedge was there. Yeah, and I and I just think that with Lothal, like I I hope that Lothal comes back on the big screen, maybe or in the TV shows. Well, only considering you could tell it has such a huge connection to the Force. Yeah, and only in that, um, you know, not that the temple's there, but the fact that. We spent four years in and around Lothal Mm -hmm. and all of these other characters that we knew from 
the movies and everything else and the larger world had come through Lothal and were affected by Lothal. Yes. Like, why don't we, like, I don't know, I, I doubt the next animated series or even the live action series will come back to it, but I wouldn't mind some references. references. I wouldn't mind some um, connections to, like, Hey, there was a Jedi living on this random planet. Yep. You know what I mean? Or um you know, you have that being um the middle being, yeah. uh the big I don't remember yeah. what, what they call it now, but um and then you have the Jedi Temple. Like there's a lot going on here that they can even if just tangentially bringing in in the larger scheme of things would be pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So. I, I completely agree. I mean, and it's it's funny to think about is that we've spent more time on Lothal than we ever had on Tatooine. Or Hoth or anywhere else. Yeah. These, exactly. And Tatooine, Tatooine is a huge, huge, um, uh, you know. Uh, uh, Base of um, storytelling. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, within the Star Wars universe, Tatooine is like the rock. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, this is where it started. This is where I came back to, and I feel like going forward, Lothal would be nice because they do talk about at the end of the series, you know, after that, they talk about the Battle of Yavin, they talk about all these other things, and but all of that is connected to Lothal. I think that'd be pretty cool. So, yeah, Blake, to answer your question, um, Rebels is one hundred thousand percent worth looking into. It's 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 a brilliant series. Yeah, and it's I mean, yes, it is animated, but it's not bad in the slightest. I mean, no, there are no. cheesy episodes, just like with any show. Yeah, there's a couple episodes like there's the droids episodes, like episode two, three, or four, somewhere in there, yeah. where it's like okay, it's just more of a cameo episode. But exactly. but that but, was to get eyes in. Yeah, but it it I mean, you have Ian McDermott coming in and playing the Emperor at the end. You have um you have um was it did uh what's his name play. Lando, did he no, do? It was no, voice. it was the other guy. Yeah, um, but anyway, you have all the voice actors. You have all this stuff coming up, and I mean, I think it's worth it. You see Obi Wan, you see Yoda, you see all this stuff, and I think it's worth it. It's definitely yeah, absolutely. It. And uh, now, if especially Blaze, since you haven't watched it yet, we're going to talk about the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't necessarily need to talk about. Well, no, we kind of have to because we have to use the rebels ending as a starting off point. What we think the next animated series is going to be. Um, there's a great article that was on comicbook.com, uh, that actually gives seven ideas that they think are the most likely ones. And I'll just run through them really quick. Um, at the very end of the trailer, we find out, or the very end of the series, we find out that Hera had gotten pregnant Mm -hmm. and she had a child. Now the biggest, can you see that child? Yes, you do. Um, and the biggest thing about this is that you understand is that his name is Jason. Mm-hmm. Jason Sindula. Jason which is Solo. Connection to Jason Solo in, right. the, in what is now the Legends uh, run. Um, but the, being the son of a of a ma- master Jedi mm-hmm. and a world class or university or universal class pirate uh, pilot. pilot. Yeah. It's exactly what Jason Solo was. Exactly. In the EU. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So so it's it's really, really big that way. Um, now, actually, uh, an article I put in here is there's actually other properties in the Star Wars universe are already asking for um, the rights to use his character. <coughs> really? Yeah. So, like, Lucasfilm. Animated is talking about it. Uh, games wanted... It, it, Interesting. I mean, okay. for the, I mean, he had maybe 15, 20 seconds of screen time. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so basically, the the seven ideas that, that comicbook.com says is that it could do the Force Unleashed. Yeah. Um, I doubt it, but. Right. It would be. A, um, yeah, the, that's their idea. Um, they could do the Shadows of the First Order. Mm. Um, it's 
a similar concept to doing the Force Unleashed, um, but it would fill in uh, time frames between six and seven. Yeah. Right, and we'd also be able to talk about origins of Snoke. Maybe there's yeah. a whole bunch of things that they could tie up. Um, uh, the third idea is possibly uh, what Luke does between um, Jedi and getting on Oct Two. So we'll talk about the building of the, uh, okay. the the academy. And yeah, the, I like that. And the Knights of Ren and all that stuff. Um, redoing Shadows of the Empire and with Prince Zizor. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that, but yeah, I got you. Um, well, using it as a base is very similar how like they're using they use the Thrawn trilogy as a basis for the fourth season, right? Um, the Undying Master um, was their idea about talking about um, Qui Gon and him training under Dooku and fi- figuring out how to become the first Jedi to create a Force Ghost. Oh, interesting! I like that. Um, that would yeah, be kind of cool. And then my favorite uh, concept is. Um, uh, Oh, sorry. The sixth one is the Spark of the Resistance. So it would talk about the origins of the Resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like basically what Rebels was all about anyway. Oh, no, you mean the Resistance as it is in, in episode seven, eight, nine? Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. So, yeah, so there's that. But my favorite one is, um, well, actually, they don't even talk about this. Okay, my favorite idea isn't actually in this list. Their seventh idea is the Old Republic. Yeah. Which would be... I, I would much rather see that in a live action. Yeah, same here. Um, but what I would love to see would have it be a buddy show with um, Ahsoka and uh, Ezra. No, the man, the Mandalorian. Um, oh, uh, Sabine. Sabine, because at the very end of the series, after Endor, the yeah. sixth place after Endor. They go off together to find Ezra. Yeah, I think that is the the. the well, the, I think that makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's a bit of a for Filoni. I think it's a bit of a softball. I think that is going to happen in the in the side stories either way. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not going to you know be the I mean? main story, but um, very much how like Ahsoka and Lando or or Hondo kept coming in throughout the series. Right. You you would find new main characters and you would touch on the yeah, Ahsoka Sabine yeah, yeah. search for Ezra. I gotcha. Because I mean, the fact that Ezra and, and Thrawn are out in the outer reaches, they've got to bring them in again somehow. I agree. Um, I'm going to skip the battlefront stuff. Okay. And, and really the only reason I'm skipping it is because one, I don't play battlefront two, And also in that, um, they're revamping things that they probably should have done in the okay. first place. Yeah. Has to do with loot boxes and everything else. Um, we'll either put it on the newsletter. I've got in the show notes. Um, I just highlighted it because they were skipping it. So All let's right. move on. Parks news. Yeah, we've got two different parks news. We talked about it last week that uh, Disney was remodeling Pirates of the Caribbean to change the auction scene to a loot auction scene. Um, it's done at uh, oh. at Disney World and it's opened okay. up. Um, um, if you open up the link, you can actually show a picture. I don't know if you want to show it up to them. Uh, maybe. Um, it but it is kind of cool. I mean, it, it's it looks very similar. Um, it just it has them carrying loot and stuff like that. Oh wow! Okay, so she's not leading the scene, but she's no. Okay, no. Go ahead. You... Well, she. What I'm guessing is she's probably the 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 pirate, and the auctioneer is somebody who's working for her. I just superimposed it on there for those of you watching along. But I think, um, yeah, I think I. I'm a, I'm a, I'm really intrigued to see what they do at Disneyland. Is it going to be the same? You yeah, think? same sort of change. Okay, cool. Yeah, nice. so I, I'm excited to see that in July. Yeah, same here. This I'm very excited about because 
for those of you who've been listening to us for a long time, you know that mm-hmm. we are yeah. both very unhappy, not very unhappy, but very uh, perturbed about what they do with the Hollywood area in California Adventure. Yeah. It's, there, it's, it's, it's a lack, it's a bad use of space. It's, it's, it's very lackluster. It's not very Hollywood. Like outside of like the trolley coming through with the newsboys thing and they're singing, there's that really cool bar right there. Yes. But outside of that, like in there is like, um, I don't know, Monsters Inc. ride and like some other random stuff. Yeah, and they we- change those spaces for various things, but it's not. I don't know. It just doesn't have that feel yeah, that it well, should. If, if you remember when when uh, California Adventure first opened up in in uh, two thousand one, I believe, mm. um, that was actually a limousine ride hosted by Joan Rivers. Right. Okay. Um, and that's what made it like Hollywood. It was like a red carpet experience. Um, I still think that. I mean, I I, I think that ultimately they're going to get rid of the the Monsters Inc. ride. I think what they should do is make a suspended coaster designed on the car on All the right. doors. Okay. Um, the door scene for Monsters Inc. would be great. Um, I mean, we're a long way away from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Remember when you came oh, out to that? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, and that part of the park is uh, undergone a lot of changes. And and um, I, I honestly, I like I like that part of the park, but it feels empty. Like you walk over there, there's rotating attractions. They have that bar there that rotates as well. You can get a random beverage, and there's the bathrooms, and then there's some uh, picture taking opportunities, and there's the Monsters Inc. ride, and then there's whatever is over there you know what i mean like it just it and i think last time i was there they were doing pictures with spider-man or something you know what i mean so yeah it was a big huge experience when tron legacy came out mm-hmm. stuff like that. but it's not only that they're actually closing down a lot of it's tough to be a bug land okay um is that going away for sure yes yeah um actually i think they've already shut down the it's tough to be a yeah. show um but it, this is all we've totally buried the lead it's all becoming marvel Good. Um, it's happening at three different parks. Makes a whole at, lot more sense. Yeah. Well, they've already changed Tower of Terror to the Guardians Breakout. Yeah. Um, but it's happening at three different parks. It's happening at uh, California Adventure, at uh, I think it was Paris. Yeah. And Hong Kong. Yep. So it's not even happening at Disney World. So this is very cool that we're getting this experience mm-hmm. before, uh, because Disney World is usually the place where they try stuff. And exactly. So it's kind of cool that we're getting this first. Um, I'm very excited because it's it's. But let me tell you, dude, like the last time I was there, and I don't know if you've seen it outside of, have you been on Mission Breakout yet? I have not. You haven't. So uh, outside of that ride, they do a whole, I mean, it's like the coolest thing ever. They have someone come out as Gamora and they have someone come out as Star-Lord and they do a whole show. They've got the mics on, they bring people up, they're dancing, they're doing a whole thing. Like it's absolutely brilliant it's really freaking cool and this is right outside of mission breakout right if they expand that out you know and like i said they got they had the um you know pictures with whatever superhero i think it was spider-man i don't remember but the bottom line is is like you have this throw in another attraction and then have your meetups and have all your theming around Marvel. I think that'd be amazing. Exactly. And and kind of going off what Blay is saying is that, um, yeah, they're getting rid of the Bugs Land area, but the funny thing is, is that actually wasn't an original part of the park either. Right. That took over for what was called the Bountiful Harvest. Yeah, area. I remember that. Because I went there at the very early stage. Remember, I, I've gone there every year. Yeah, well, I was, <laughs> actually, I was working for the Disney company when all the plans came out for this. Oh, wow. And, uh, um yeah, so so that was there, but now with the uh, addition of Cars Land, 
Bugs Land is really kind of not needed. No, it's not. Because all the traffic goes to Cars Land. Well, it's and, not. And, and they've also redone the boardwalk as the uh, the Toy Story Midway. And that and that area of the park is brilliant. I love yeah. that part of the park. Um, well, like those, they changed the orange zipper to uh, isn't it Jesse with a lasso instead and stuff like that. Yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that's changed throughout there. But um, anyway, man, that's exciting. Uh, I cannot wait to see what the parks end up to be, especially if they're Marvel theming it. I am in absolutely. All right, let's uh, quickly go through a usual roundup. We tan we we tangented a bit tonight. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's move on. Here we go. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're a legend. So we don't actually have a whole lot for this section tonight, which is rare. No, I mean, well, th- this section is really shrunk because of the newsletter. Yeah. And we don't talk a lot of – but we, this way we can actually focus on a couple of big things. I think this is good. So the one thing I want to put in here is that um, obviously uh, the Rampage game is near and dear to my heart. And then we have the Rampage movie coming yep. out. And then they have a Rampage game coming back to the arcades, but it's not the game. What is it? It's like – it's super weird. There's not a whole lot about it, but here's the thing. Is it going to be like the Jurassic Park game? <laughs> it says, the new Rampage game will be more of like a redemption game where up to three players will be able to move a joystick and tap buttons like crazy in hopes of winning tickets to purchase prizes. I gotcha. Yeah. There's a chance it could play like the older games where you do all the cool things that we all love, but... Like punching windows and eating. Yeah, it just seems like from the pictures and stuff, and and you can see the link in the show notes, it doesn't seem like it's going to be... Just put the damn game back. I know, right? didn't cost me anything. It's like the game is like can run on my phone. Yep. It can run on, like, this beer. Exactly. Like, which is empty, which is sad. (laughs) Um, So, uh, what do we got? Real reviews. And I don't know if you want to do it this way still or not. I I, I screwed up before, so this is right. Okay, this is cool. So, real reviews section, TV, movies. um, And and I'm going to... Oh, God, I don't want a tangent, but I won't won't do it for long, I promise. So, Rick and Morty season four, question mark. Yes. Now, there's some... Not... Okay, so... First of all, uh, Adult Swim has never, like, broken their neck to try to meet any deadlines. Like, they're just going to put out what they put out when they put out, right? Well, the big thing about this is that they haven't even picked up the show yet. No. And part of this, and I've only listened to the half of it because that's all that's been released, but um, Dan Harmon was interviewed by Kevin Smith on uh, Smodcast. Oh, really? I just listened to it. That'd be a good interview. Early uh, Part of yesterday and into today. Um, it's a really good interview. It's only part of it. He had to, Dan Harmon had to take off. And so I don't know when the other half is going to happen, right. but it was more his origin story. But there was a moment in there where he said, Oh, well, we don't know what we're doing quite yet kind of thing. And, and I think it's because it's so popular now they're in negotiations is really what it comes oh, down to. Um, well, plus it doesn't, I mean, he's actually come out and said that he drinks a lot and yeah, it's in. Yeah. So, here we are. Rick and Morty's brilliant. Um, we've had three great seasons. Pickle and, Rick. and, but what are we going to do? Like, it, at this point, they have to go and figure out, all right, are we going to go forward? What are we going to do? And how much money is going to happen? All that stuff. So, um, I don't know, man. I, 
he, the internet's not happy with the fact that um, is the internet and, ever happy? Well, and actually, the actual headline of this story is the internet reacts to uh, or overreacts to um, uh, what is it? Why the internet is overreacting about Rick and Morty, Morty season two? And I have the link in the show notes. Show notes is on Nerdist. Um, and uh, and really, what it comes down to is that people are going to be angry no matter what. But I mean, this is almost like this is a fan base that'll jump on top of tables and berate minimum wage employees because they don't have a particular kind of sauce. Accurate. Yes. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, tell me about the Matrix story. This is interesting. We talked about uh, a couple months ago that the Matrix was getting a revamp. Yeah. So um, this is interesting. And I actually had heard this on something else, too. It says um, it's not. From what I can understand, it's not going to be a full-on reboot. Just a continuation? I think it's going to be more of a continuation thing. It says, I've been, uh, let's see. While speaking with Screen Rant, Penn um, spoke about how he wants to revive the Matrix, not reboot it. He says, I've been working on the Matrix right now, which is in a phase right now, which I don't know what that means. It's a franchise I've desperately wanted to see brought back, and I can't go into too much detail, but I've been harassing Warner Brothers for years, trying to get it going again. Um, and it's one thing I've been working on and I've been working on a bunch and other things too. Okay. <laughs> well, just, he also compares it to RPO. He compares it to ready player one as well. He says, I think the Oasis, um, is similar. Both the matrix and Oasis are similar in that they are brilliant ideas for universes. Um, and that kind of thing. So that, that continues. So I don't know what's going to happen with, with this, but well, anyway. I think the, the most obvious thing that they could possibly do is, um, I mean, for, I mean, Hello, this is almost a 20-year-old spoiler, but mm. Neo isn't the first one. No. Okay? They could just go back to... I mean, in the Find second, another one. Right. The architect says, well, you're faster than the others. I mean, they had, what, like nine other ones or something like that? Something like that. Go to one of the other ones and follow his story. Exactly. So... Um, or what if one of the older ones was a woman? Yeah. No, I like that. I I, uh, I think they can go a lot of places with this, and I actually really hope the Matrix come back to that. I really like it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I even like the second and third one. Me too. I'm one of those guys too. Awesome. Oh, I forgot. I put this in here too. Tarantino's Star Trek, which we talked about a few weeks ago, right? Uh, may not be R-rated. I would hope not. But I think the reason this story is a story is because it's Tarantino. Right. And well, the funny thing is, everyone says, well, it's Tarantino. It's obviously R rated. But the funny thing is, is, do you remember the movie Crimson Tide? Mm, yeah. It's, it's I, a I Washington really Gene it, Hackman. Yeah. It was a submarine movie. Yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, well, there was like a 10 minute scene where they talk about Silver Surfer. Oh, yeah. That scene was written by Tarantino. Tarantino has written for PG audiences before. Yeah. All right. Well, and then um, there's a. We have a. Con- please tell me what the start date is for Indiana <sighs> Jones 5. Hold, please. Forgot to get the date. Okay, so it says um, Steven Spielberg confirmed that the fifth Indiana Jones movie will be filming in the United Kingdom next month in April. Just right. kidding, twenty nineteen. Okay. It says April twenty nineteen. Right. Well, that makes sense because he he already had one movie that's uh, that had been in uh, in pro- in pre production, mm. and so he kind of has to finish that because they have time schedules. Right. Thing. But from what I understand, uh, Indiana Jones is originally going to be like fourth on his list and has been moved up to second. So, uh, And Spielberg says, it's always uh, worth the trip when I get to work with this deep bench of talent coming out of the UK, actors and crew, etc. Uh, let's see. He says, 
everybody who has helped me make my movies here and will continue to help me make my movies uh, when I come back here in 2019 to make the fifth Indiana Jones movie. Exactly. I mean, especially if they if they film it in 19, all the editing is done in 20. Yeah. If they release it in 21. And then Ford is going to be in it, but not well, I heard Indiana, he right? Gonna, yeah, I heard he was still going to be the star. Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't remember what we talked about uh, last but time. They, if they time it right, they could release it on the uh, the 30 year. Uh, no, what? Yeah, the 40 uh, year. Yeah, something like that. Anniversary of Raiders. Well, what kills me, dude, is that um, he's going to be 807 years old by the time right. they you, do Okay, this. you know what cracked me up? Is <laughs> I mean, seriously. When he did Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, yeah. Harrison Ford was older than Sean Connery was in Last Crusade. That's insane. I just. Uh. Anyway. Um, let's get to universal stuff, man. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which, um, I'm woefully behind on the Arrowverse. Well, we just haven't watched this last season, but, um, it looks like Constantine is going to come back as a regular in season four. And the only reason I put this in here is because we've talked so much about Constantine. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's come back and done some guest shots this season. Um, he did a guest shot in season three. Because right now they're in season three, so season four makes sense. Right. Yeah. So he, he, he'll he just be joining the Legends. That's, that's awesome. What it sounds like. I love it. Actually, wouldn't it be The awesome? actor's great. Oh, absolutely. Wouldn't it be uh, awesome if they brought in um, Constantine and Jonah Hex? Yeah, that'd be sick. That would be I love sick. Hex, Those dude. two playing off each other would be awesome. Yeah, Hex is sick. Um, We got some Disney news. I didn't even know they were doing a live action Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, it actually just got announced. It sounds terrible. Yeah, I really don't know how they're going to do it. Well, they're going to do it with CG. Well, the, the dogs, obviously, yeah. That's dumb. Yeah. Do you find it dumb? Well, it's just that they're redoing all the Disney movies. Uh, I told you I couldn't even watch Beating the Beast. Yeah, no, I actually enjoy Beating the Beast, but I'm a big Emma Watson fan. No, no, I love Emma Watson, trust me. And actually, Luke Evans was really good as Gaston. Okay, here's the deal. Well, that's fine, but it's still the same movie. It is the same movie. It actually did add a little bit more about Belle's mother, but... Outside of that, it's the same movie. No, it is the same movie. Not in cartoon form. All right. Um, so, <laughs> I like Harry Glossing. Uh, glossing. But anyway, Lady and the Tramp, um, uh, the, the Lego Ninjago uh, director is going to be doing it. Yeah, and actually, to be honest, play, I haven't seen Jungle Book yet. So, I haven't either. I mean, it is John Favreau, so. Yeah. I haven't either. Great. Uh, Deadpool 2 is uh, had its first test screening scores come out, and actually it came out with one a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. it wasn't good. Um, yeah, I thought so. I thought I saw that. And so they reworked it, and they did a second and a third showing back to back at the same theater on the same day with two different audiences. And the original of Deadpool had a test screening score of ninety one, I believe. <laughs> and then the first test, or the first, then the two test screenings on this day after they reworked it. This is uh, one of them had. Uh, they, it was after the reshoots that they did. There's a new yeah. secret cameo uh, that's involved. Um, and then they did a couple of different versions, and the first version got a 98, oh, okay. and the second one got a 94. So right. they were both bigger than the first Deadpool, and they're going with the 98 version, obviously. So that's good. Awesome. Yes. Marvel uh, news. So, you know, Marvel and Star Wars and basically everything Disney always teams up with Omaze to do contests and everything. Um, I believe uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is doing one where you can uh, get together with him and drink tea <coughs> and watch the Infinity tea. War. He's British. Um, well, Robert Downey Jr. is offering a chance to attend the Avengers Infinity War world premiere in New York. So, All right, cool. Um, I believe it's in New York. So, anyway, so yeah, it makes sense. That, uh, just go to omaze.com and follow the links. All right. Um, you know, we talk about pop-up stores occasionally. There's a there's a Funko pop-up store that happens at Comic-Con every year. Uh, there was a Friends pop-up 
uh, coffee shop in New York, in L.A., uh, for the 20th anniversary. Um, there's a Marvel's Avengers pop-up channel that's going to happen on um, cable uh, services mm. for the month of April. Okay. And it's going to talk about the Avengers Assemble cartoon, but it's going to have a lot of behind-the-scenes content of the new Avengers movie that's only going to be available on that channel. Nice. I have one more story. Yes, let's let's uh, wrap it up with uh, what's what Kevin Smith has to say. Well, Kevin Smith, um, I'm a bit of a fan. Uh, a little bit. So he um, actually got to see Ready Player One, and there's uh, I know I have some students that are waiting for this movie. I'm waiting for this movie next Wednesday. I'm very excited about this movie. Um, so I have a link to Kevin Smith's Twitter. He said, "Saw Ready Player One last night. Um, I've been thinking about it all day. It's pretty magical movie making." Spielberg. Reminding us all that he created the blueprint for breathtaking blockbusters. He remind he remains the master. Colon his Kubrick sequence is dazzling, um, and he he adds Ernest Klein saying you made a classic. So awesome. Uh, I don't. I think that's. Thank you, Smith, for not <laughs> spoiling anything. But I think that um, I'm really looking for that movie, man. Um, after teaching the novel for years, I. I'm just excited to see um, what Spielberg brings to the table. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, don't forget Spielberg did create the initial blockbuster. I mean, Jaws yeah. was the first summer Absolutely. movie. Um, and then, of course, he did E.T. He did Indiana Jones. And Jaws is is near and dear to Smith's heart as well. Absolutely. And you know he's thinking about that. Um, and then, of course, he mentions Kubrick. I mean, mm-hmm. there's obviously an homage in this movie. Spielberg has a huge director crush on Kubrick. And, and yeah. they, there's no more proof than that than when Kubrick died making AI. Yeah. It was Spielberg that took it over to finish. Absolutely. All right, man. Ready to get out of here? I think we're ready to get out of here. So thanks for tuning in The Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Find us on Twitter. At Darth Pops is me. Will is at Admiral Griggs. Um, favorite podcatchers, iTunes, Hitch Radio, Google Play, all that. Find us there. Um, if you want merch, teespring.com slash usual, sorry, slash store slash usual podcast. Um, and please support the show. Um, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Get a free audiobook on us. And of course, the very best way to support us would be patreon.com slash usual podcast. We have a ton of new rewards and, 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 um, I don't know. What, what's the best way to say it? We have rewards. We have, um, early access. We have blooper reels. We have a ton of stuff on there um and so check us out patreon.com slash usual podcast support us and especially when we come to uh comic-con season we can use all the help we can get it's not a cheap trip okay <laughs> really quick you're starting to interject something that's kind okay. of a tangent but this is actually going to be good for our audiences i am for those of you who know me personally i'm renovating my rv right now okay and i found a box and inside this box i found a sealed pack of return of the jedi cards from 1983 really and a sealed pack of indiana jones cards sealed huh and uh i don't know i just might have to put those into a contest sometime soon i think that's gonna happen i don't know did you have fun while you were finding it see what i'm doing there i did i did uh so i did have a fun and i want to make sure you all have a fun this week yes have a fun we'll see you all next week peace